Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you thought nose hair was an acceptable mustache substitute, what the hell were you thinking? This is the Friday, June 11th, 2015, Frilly Lab Coat edition of the show, where we're looking at the crazy idea that women scientists are anything other than, you know, women who work in science. Stay tuned. The BBC edition of the What the Hell Are You Thinking podcast is sponsored this week by the Royal Academy of Very Old Men. The RAVOM is a home for outdated men of learning, a safe place where no one judges you by your outdated dogma or idiosyncrasies because no one ever comes to see you there. The Royal Academy of Very Old Men. You can say whatever you want here. No one's listening anyway. If you would like to sponsor the show, call up the RAVOM and book yourself a room. It's time to stop making your own decisions, and you're bound to embarrass yourself shortly. Interrupting my very delicate calculations. I have a message for you from the future! From the future, huh? Oh, Tim. Tim. Why didn't you talk to Wilson before you said something? Did we learn nothing from all those over-the-fence chats through the years? Hi-ho, neighbor! It seems Tim really put his nose hair into it this time when he told the World Conference of Science Journalists let me tell you about my trouble with girls. That sounds like a Will Smith song, actually. <laughs> Three things happen when they, girls, are in the lab. You fall in love with them, they fall in love with you, and when you criticize them, they cry. Now, I guess I should probably be more clear here. I'm not talking about the 90s tool Tim Allen, but rather the 2015 capital T tool Tim Hunt, the Nobel Prize winning biochemist. Hunt did what one does when one says such profoundly stupid things in a public forum. In this time of social media, he immediately issued a prompt apology for his poorly thought words in which he said, I did mean the part about having troubles with girls. I've fallen in love with people in the lab, and people in the lab have fallen in love with me, and it's very disruptive to the science because it's terribly important that in a lab, people are on a level playing field. It's terribly important that you can criticize other people's ideas without criticizing them, and if they burst into tears, it means that you tend to hold back from the absolute truth. Science is about nothing but getting at the truth and anything that gets in the way of that diminishes, in my experience, the science. The words of Sir Tim Hunt. Dude, that is the second worst apology I've ever heard. It's like I used to tell my wife, I do not apologize unless I think I'm wrong. And if you don't like it, you can leave. And I say the same thing to my current wife, and I'll say it to my next one, too. I mean, you just repeated what you said. You said the same thing again, and it wasn't an apology. 
Did they say sorry different in Britain? Do you get, like, some sort of card where you never have to say you're sorry with your Nobel Prize? This is the kind of thing that I would expect from a Republican presidential nominee when he walks back some of the truly reprehensible shit he said during the primaries so he could stoke up the base and seem appealing to the moderates, you know, electable. Oh, when I said uh, that I would be in favor of sending all the gays to concentration camps, what I meant was that I would be in favor of allowing gays to voluntarily go to the concentration camps, where they could be around people just like them, in happy gayness. Uh, The camps would be very nice, and they could decorate it in any way that they saw fit. Hunt, uh resigned from his position as a fellow at the University College of London shortly after these remarks. And by resigned, I mean it's a nice way to say... A guy would come around to my desk and say, Get the fuck out of here! His resignation has put into motion the predictable backlash against the backlash with at least one person, Katie Hopkins, a British television personality, which means pretty much exactly what you think it means, you know, appearances on The Apprentice and a slew of racial remarks in the media, just like here in America. Uh, Anyway, Katie likened the public shaming of Hunt to ISIS. Is ISIS going to replace Hitler as the comparison du jour of the media, especially the right-wing media? I kind of hope so, because we need a new Godwin. And when you look at Hunt's prodigious nose hair, he kind of looks like Hitler. I'm digressing off the point. The American right-wing has also leaped to defend Hunt as well, Breitbart calling him their hero of the week, where he joins such luminaries as just about every other douchebag who's ever said anything hateful or stupid. Now, naturally the ramblings of a 72-year-old man who, while clearly a brilliant scientist, is probably not um, current on, how should I phrase this, modern social ideology, so it shouldn't really surprise anyone. It's kind of like what Bill Burr says. And I'm not saying what these people did wasn't offensive. I'm not saying that shit. I'm just, what pissed me off was at no point during all of these stories did anybody address their age, you know? They're fucking old. You know? What did you think they thought? You never talked to a grandparent and asked the wrong question and all of a sudden it went down this crazy road like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's get back to the cookies, Grandma. Let's leave that, let's leave that shit over here. What the fuck? It doesn't excuse it, but it does explain it. And it would just be one thing if it were an old man with an embarrassing nasal tuft who said this kind of shit, but sadly, it's not. It's systemic in the STEM fields. I actually had to look up what STEM meant. It means science, technology, engineering, and math. I, I, I was a liberal arts major in college. Women are ridiculously underrepresented in the, in the field, and those who are there bust their asses ten times harder than any man to progress And for less money. You know, just like the rest of the world, except somehow worse. Go ahead and Google the term women plus Silicon Valley, and the links you read will be stories about the struggle of women just to make it in the door of these places. 
And there's no good reason for this. Women consistently prove they are just as capable as any man in the hard sciences. And that old saw about girls not being good in math is so toothless, the only thing you could use it for is that music that sounds like people are, well, frankly, doing a deep dildo vibe on a ghost. Um, I grew up hearing this, not the deep dildo vibe on a ghost, but that stuff about women in math. I had a teacher that once told me that I should be, quote, ashamed that you are so bad at math. You are making the girls look good. And this was from a woman teacher. To listen to a lot of men speaking, and usually they're speaking to other men when they say it, you hear the same shit as spewed out of Hunt. They're emotional. They're distracting. They go off and have other men's babies, not yours. Oh, yeah. Let's... Let's cut through this particular line of bovine fecal matter right here and now. A huge swath of men in tech are still harboring those same grudges they carried all through school. Why won't the women like me? Let the English major break this down for you guys with a metaphor you can understand. If the piece of hardware you're working on fails to work on multiple systems, are you going to assume that all those different systems are the problem? No, you'll correctly summarize that your unit is faulty. If you consistently fail to install with multiple different women, are all those women the problem? Right, now you see, you're the defective part. What is it that makes some men so desperate to keep women out of science and technology? And based on my observation, it's a certain subset of science and technology. It appears to the layman that women made far more inroads into the life sciences, medicine, and biology versus physics or electronics. One has to wonder if the marginally more open door there is somehow is connected to men's willingness to cede the softer side of STEM to women with their scary reproductive role. Meanwhile, in the physics department, or the astronomy section, or the tech labs, those are filled with dudes who look as though they were rejected from a casting call for the Big Bang Theory for being just a bit too part realistic. God, the number of neckbeards and fedoras! The horror! The horror! And don't even get me started on the Big Bang Theory and its portrayal of women in science. Science labs... They are the last remaining places where men can go and just be around other men, apparently now that they've closed the bathhouses. It makes a certain kind of man feel safe in a place where their little fiefdoms will not be challenged by some uppity woman and her crazy ideas about equality and a hierarchy based on ability rather than nepotism. To be fair, there's been some progress in academia, while researching the story, I was reading about the first woman to graduate with just a bachelor's degree in physics from Yale. It was now Dr. Meg Uri, did I, I hope I pronounced her name right, in 1978. 1978, a year I can actually remember. Good God, no wonder women are having such a hard time and are so far behind the curve, they weren't even allowed to take the courses. 1978 was the year the first cell phone system was launched. The first computer bulletin board service was created. And Space Invaders debuted. Think about, um, just for a minute, how far we've come since 1978. 
the year that women started to graduate from high-tier universities in the sciences. Could the argument be made that the technological revolution of the last 40 years is because we let women into the sciences in greater numbers? Is your iPhone, your internet, the fact that you can watch porn 24 hours a day in the privacy of your own room and never see the same video twice because we let women into science? Hey, the argument is no more spurious than saying that women aren't any good at science in the first place. Now, at least a few women are in tenured positions in top-tier universities teaching STEM. The fight they experienced to get there is well-detailed, and you should definitely read about it. Some of the stories I read were shocking. Not actually shocking, since they're exactly the same sort of things I heard when teachers telling girls when I was in elementary school. Did you ever once, Mrs. Thorne, think that maybe I didn't want to dissect the frog? That maybe it was just a little too much for me to handle? No. And now that women are starting to break the walls down and enter, we're seeing the same sort of male mulish resistance that women faced when they broke into the mainstream job market. There are words said in labs across this country lifted straight from the script of madmen, complete with condescending pet names and admonitions to be a good girl and fetch me some coffee. If I were a woman... I'd go get his coffee. I'd bring the pot back and dump the contents in his fucking lap the first time he told me to fetch the beverage. Of course, I would kind of do this as a man, too, and it's probably the reason I'm doing a podcast instead of a, at a job making money or doing important work in the world. Because you got to swallow a lot of shit to get anywhere, and you need the goodwill of dick pouches like Tim Hunt to go beyond the front door. You need advisors, mentors, connections to grant money, and most of all, the lab time to run the experiments that get your name recognized. Now, men go through a different kind of demeaning process in science, but women get it from the peons and the princes, because you don't want to come across as the dreaded, well, she's not a team player. Fucking teams, I hate them. When they say team player, what they really mean is you just blithely accept whatever's going on and keep your mouth shut. And it's not like I was ever picked for them anyway, because they said I threw like a girl. But maybe I'm the wrong person to be preaching here. I, I'm not exactly your stereotypical American male. All of my friends are women, or at least the ones I consider close friends. I worked for years in veterinary medicine, a profession utterly dominated by women. Brother, let me tell you something. I mean, I worked for this one boss who was hysterical all the time. Rapid mood swings, screaming rages, moody as fuck. You never knew who was going to be there when you walked into work. They were, oh my God, they were constantly worried about what people thought about them, about their work and about them personally. I would be screamed out in front of clients, demeaned one moment, and then profusely apologized to the next. The gossip, the backstabbing, the inter-office secrets. I have never worked in a worse environment than this job. It was so bad, I once had a literal panic attack opening the doors to the office one morning. And this was the only male boss I had in all my years of working in veterinary medicine. Working for the women? Well, that was just like working for any other boss. Some were good, some were bad, some were nice, some were batshit crazy. Just like every other human being on this planet. And it wasn't just my bosses. 90% of my co-workers were women, too. Guys would sometimes ask me how I was able to control myself around all those women. 
<sighs> you know, I'm, it wasn't just them all falling in love with me at the same time and crying. You learn to cope with that. But how was I able to keep myself from saying sexist and offensive things? To which I would reply, Dude, there were times I had to leave the room they were so raunchy. Working with women is just working. It's not different. It's your goddamn job. You show up, you do it, you go home. You will like some of them, you'll hate others, but in the end, you treat them like any other co-worker because that's exactly what they are. Frankly, there were times I felt a little discriminated against because somehow, when the toilet backed up, I was always the one holding the plunger. And I think it was because I was a man. I should file a lawsuit. Guys... Your problem is that you've never spent time around a woman other than a relative when you weren't either currently having sex with or hoping to in the near future. The reason women are locked out of the lab isn't because they are the ones who are overly emotional and wind up crying in the bathroom because Professor Nose Hair doesn't love them. It's you boys. You need to man up and admit that you're not so incredible that every woman in the world wants to fuck you. Judging by many of you, you should desperately hope to have more women around just on the outside chance one of them might even be willing to talk to you. So, Sir Tim Hunt, here we are. I do have to legitimately thank you for all the brilliant work you did in your field. You won the Nobel Prize. You advanced the cause of science, enriching the lives of all humanity. It's just a goddamn shame your personal attitudes are stuck in 1963. Hey, I hope you continue to contribute your thoughts on science and learning in your retirement. Your thoughts on women and sciences? Those you should probably keep to yourself. Oh, and get a nose hair trimmer. This has been driving me nuts all week. I can't even believe your wife would let you go out of the house like that. That's it for the show this week. As always, our opening credits are over the band Hypnostate. You can find their work on Jamindo.com. We're closing tonight over Chicago because for some of us, it's so hard to say you're sorry. You can find the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can find all the shows at WhatTheHellPodcast.com. Drop me a line, write me a review, and the next time you meet a woman in the sciences, look at her and tell her that her lab coat it really makes her look professional. Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.